The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Really good about complaining weather. It's like our thing. And then one of my coworkers who's lived around the world is like, you guys are the worst. You are the worst. You are the worst. You're the worst. And I was like, thank you. No, I'd, be in, a, I'd be in a full meltdown right now if, if I were in snow. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not used to snow. Because <laughs> oh. you've lived all over the place, but... Yeah, but for since not. I was... Uh, like 20 i've lived in california so okay okay that makes and sense. i take it like southern california where there is no snow or... no san francisco but we don't oh, have okay. snow either but it, we did okay. have the coldest thanksgiving in 100 years yikes yeah i think it was our high was 46 which is for here really cold that sounds that sounds wonderful <laughs> <laughs> like oh that sounds beautiful megan i spent thanksgiving in north carolina and the next day the feels like was 28 and i actually cried <laughs> was, was north like, carolina pretty warm yeah um we go down to wilmington okay and so but yeah the last morning we were there it was in the high 40s and we were all like god it's so cold like what happened <laughs> yesterday was so nice and you know all the locals are bundled up and i'm like yeah, I'm wearing a hoodie, but with flip-flops. <laughs> and then the last morning I went for a walk and I was like, mm, the flip-flops were a mistake. <laughs> but I'm too far away from the house to turn around. I'll just tough it out. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, the next day it was below freezing up here. And I was like, I should have I refused to get on the plane. <laughs> what would they have done if I just lived in the airport for the rest of my life? <laughs> anyway, no, I started the It'd recording. It'd be like the terminal, but not. <laughs> because, Megan, we looped. We started this podcast bitching and moaning about the cold, and we're going to end it complaining oh, about no! snow. <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> I love that our episode started airing in late June, and it's all us, like, complaining about blizzards. <laughs> and now, yep, the blizzard, first, like, at least for me. Head on your headphones, listen for the tone. Of your Welcome back to Mash Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Pete Mummert. Hi, Pete. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be excited. Give her some time. (laughs) Um, So when we first said we were going to do a Movies by Minute podcast, I was like, we got to get the Indiana Jones Minute guys on because my first Movies by Minute podcast that I listened to was Jurassic Park because I was like, one movie, one and done. Cool. Uh That's all I need. I I had friends that listened to Star Wars Minute and I'm like, that's great, but that's a lot of podcasting. Uh And then I was listening to Jurassic Park and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Let me see what else is out there. (laughs) And I found Indiana Jones Minute and I binged Raiders just in time to start Temple Live. And here we are. (laughs) So, yes, Megan has been hearing a lot about your show this whole time. <laughs> well, thank you. I think Temple of Doom was our only movie with snow in it, at least off the top of my head. Oh, no, Raiders had some snow. 
Yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. the bar. Yeah. And, uh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Last Crusade just has rain. Yeah. Indy fours in South America. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Just saying, you know, Indy five. <laughs> yeah. Spielberg's listening. Yep. We can, we can work Arctic in some circle. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Although, what's really silly is, and, just to show you how deep down this rabbit hole I went. So I wrote an Indy 5 for Christy Porter that I sent her. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm skating through to my mind. I'm like, I don't think there's any snow. <laughs> I think it's all because it's summertime. It's summer 1968, 9. I forget which one. Oh, wow. Summer of Love, Indy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he here in yeah, Golden Gate see, Park? Yeah, but they're in Connecticut, so... <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, wrong show. Um, <laughs> today we have you on MASH because we're talking about minute 113, and that is a minute that begins with me on the wrong tab. No, it's a minute that begins <laughs> with the loudspeaker coming to life over a blurry light bulb. It, it's the end of the last scene. It's just the transition. It's all good. It ends with Hawkeye telling Duke they can go home. Ah! <laughs> listeners to the show may have heard me earlier this season being like hey if you're in the services or if you have family in the services send me a voice memo all about your homecoming experience and and then i talked to like my two friends and i was like you guys do, do that you know you post the little videos on facebook like just give me some audio and they were like how what <laughs> and now here we are and it's december and Screw you guys. So, <laughs> so I hope if you are in the armed services or have a loved one who has been on deployment and returned that you are all happy and well and safe and isn't that nice for you, you jerks who wouldn't give me voicemails. <laughs> They're too busy like hugging the family and the dog and stuff to send a voicemail. Oh my God. So this movie has not, or this minute not only has Duke's fantasy of going home, it does start with Hawkeye hugging a dog. <laughs> yeah, that makes that always makes me super nervous, though. What? What? Like whenever there's a dog in a movie and there are like cars driving around, I always get so scared. Something, especially like in a movie like this, I'm like, okay, something bad's gonna happen to the dog right at the end. I'm I'm very oh. thankful nothing did. Yes, I do like that. In this minute, Hawkeye comes a lot closer to being hit by a car than the yeah. dog does. Yeah, that would have been fine. <laughs> the dog is running on the side that. of the road. Like you idiot. I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> You're excited, but. <laughs> we got to be careful crossing the road, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy trying to give Hawkeye when he's running across the road? Is that his leave orders or is he? I don't know. It doesn't make s I, I mean, I wonder if we're supposed to think it's the leave orders since that's obviously what the scene is about. But I know it makes sense, though, since Radar knows everything before Colonel Blake, maybe like Radar. Yeah. Oh, told him. that was the guy like walking over towards Hawkeye and he's like, nah, yeah. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> this is our. Possibly our last, uh, yeah, I think our last seeing the interaction, not hearing what's going on, just having to know, mm -hmm. using our context clues. <laughs> and I do love that if that is the case, literally Radar looks, walks up to him and says, you can go home. And then just keeps walking. It's so brief. Yeah. He's like, see you. Like, like, Hawkeye ah. has to stop him. I'm assuming that's when he turns around. like, oh, yeah, Henry's got your orders. You and Duke. Anytime. You're like, just. Yeah. Right now, that's not how this interaction should go. <laughs> I just, I love watching it. I love uh -huh. the little silent moviness of it all. Yeah, I, do, I like that too. 
Although I'm still, it, this is the first time I've watched this movie since I was a kid. And it's still hard for me to picture this guy as Hawkeye. Like I always think of Hawkeye <laughs> as the guy with the black hair, like the Elliot Gould kind of black hair mop. Mm-hmm. And it, it's still like a little disconcerting that this is, that Donald Sutherland is Hawkeye. It's a whole other world. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he takes off his hat and really freaks Megan yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm like, okay, that's Trapper John. That's someone else. That's not Hawkeye. But it's kind of weird seeing him without his glasses either. Like, I know he has the hat back on, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't look like Hawkeye. I don't know. Yeah, Hawkeye should have on <laughs> glasses and then and I'm hat. like, And then because he doesn't have the glasses, I'm like, where's the big white fuzzy beard, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not coming for a couple more decades, but, uh, you know. Yeah, Oops. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I do love the busy work of he takes off his glasses and, like, is cleaning them while having yeah. this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if either of you watched the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm going to ruin one gag from one show that's been off the air for like over a decade because we're <laughs> ancient. Of Giles, he's the librarian and the vampire, the wa- Slayer's Watcher. Oh, yeah. He's always like throughout this whole TV show, like he's the librarian who wears glasses and sometimes he takes them off and like uses his knit sweater vest to clean them sort of thing uh-huh. and there's a gag in the later a later season where he goes temporarily blind but Ooh. he hears two teenagers making out and he takes off his glasses and starts cleaning them and they're like wait is that what you've been doing this whole time <laughs> <laughs> as we know you can't see <laughs> yeah hawkeye's glasses and i have a very complicated relationship that i didn't foresee happening when we began this podcast <laughs> I had literally never given it any thought before. (laughs) So, yes, for listeners who are completely confused as we jump around, but this is this is just a delightful minute. Obviously, Radar tells Hawkeye very briefly that they can go home. He (laughs) takes off running across the camp and he bursts into the well, I guess he doesn't burst, but as much as this Hawkeye burst (laughs) into the OR where Duke is in the middle of an operation and I cannot get over how great, how perfect it is with a Hawkeye says, you busy? And Duke's, uh, what uh. is it? <laughs> I'm sort of shocked that he doesn't have a mask on. I know. I guess he's he's just so surprised. He's so taken aback and he doesn't get close enough to the patient to get yelled at. <laughs> I'm happy Dr. Jones is in this scene because Duke and Hawkeye would have killed this poor guy they're operating on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. There's yes. no way. Yeah. I also love that there's a Dr. Jones in this movie. Oh, yes. Well, of course. (laughs) I'm so glad that Indiana Jones gave us that as a thing, because otherwise this would have been a horrible movie to cover one minute at a time. (laughs) It's like, so we're going to talk about racism again, even though I didn't know about it until I was much older. And I'm sorry. But but we don't have to deal with that this minute. This minute, we're too busy being excited that after Duke gives the answer that everyone ever has given when asked if they're busy, <laughs> even <laughs> when it's blatantly obvious that they're busy. they are, <laughs> uh, Duke tells him that Henry's got their orders, they can go home, and then we get Fantasyland, which I get that some people don't like this because this is the only place where this happens in this movie. But I, was, I, was, I love it. <laughs> I wasn't convinced it was Fantasyland. Like, I was wondering if it was like a experimental, like, flash forward. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, I also I also thought maybe it is Fantasyland. And I, I'm wondering if it would be this happy, joyous reunion like he's expecting. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, 
I think that, it's the that fact that, that like, part too. <laughs> he literally runs off the plane and everyone is cheering and horns are honking. That yeah. makes me think, this is, a, this is your dream, isn't it? <laughs> I will get deeper and sadder about this next minute, but we see him run into his wife's arms. Oh, I mean, geez. I mean, good for him and her. Them. <laughs> this is this is a joyous reunion with a woman he loves that he doesn't think is gonna be PO'd at him in any way. Um, uh. it's interesting though because that seems like there's a, a theme running through these last few minutes that everybody's about to go home and pick up a different life, like that this is a separate life that they're living here. And I think it's interesting. It's like it's a completely separate little world. And this life he's living now is not really reality. But the one at home is not really reality, too. Like, it's it's trying to find which one's real. My eyes are so big right now. I love you, Pete Mummer. <laughs> because, yes. <laughs> I think that's exactly why this stayed in the movie, even though it's kind of weird and doesn't match anything else they've done in this <laughs> movie so far. <laughs> because... You want it to be this weird. And and that's why there's such a push for services, for service members returning of like, it's weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a totally different world and you are a totally different person. I mean, it, anyone who's gone to college has had that weird reaction of the first time you go home for like an extended break and it's like wow okay so like i guess this is real life but it doesn't feel like it at all and this is that to the max times infinity (laughs) yeah i also feel like duke would have been one of the guys that he would have like surprised his kids in a really awkward manner like his kid would have been (laughs) you know like singing a solo at school or something and he would have like stood there and then all of a sudden his kid sees him and breaks down in front of everybody Hmm, I guess they're too young to be embarrassed, but maybe he maybe it, it balances out because he's embarrassing the crap out of them by like skipping around in his Eisenhower jacket. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, dramatic pause to throw his hat in the air. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. This is like it's the so best campy. minute ever. <laughs> but yeah, he literally does a li- he does two little leaps in the air, which Megan, you've seen me do. This before when I get really excited. <laughs> so I related. The whole thing sort of just makes me think like it could be in a musical. Because mm-hmm. he's just so, it's so campy in a way. And then I ruin it myself by thinking when he's hugging his wife, like, oh, honey, you don't know what he's brought home with him. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you might have, I don't want to, I mean, we could get into how much she thinks he knows she knows, you know, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just just because he's such a he was such a hound dog over there and made no qualms about it, part of me's like, oh honey, I, I oh oh dear yeah. God, I choose to believe, and maybe this is just the pillbox hat talking <laughs> that, like Jackie Kennedy, she knows. <laughs> I mean, she and probably she's just does. made her peace with it. Duke just didn't become a hound dog because he went to Korea, right? He must have had tendencies yeah, exactly. before, but yeah. still, part of me's just like, oh oh honey. <laughs> By the way, we've got three kids now. <laughs> that would be that would kind of be hilarious. <laughs> so I didn't want to tell you. Surprise! It's weird though. Like it, this was very disconcerting for me because I I'm used to movies like especially kind of anti-war movies not ending with a happy moment like this. It's very much like a feeling like you're having one of those nightmares where you have to take a final and it, it's a really stressful nightmare and then you wake up and you're like, oh, this is so relaxing. <laughs> and that's not what I expected from the end of this movie. Yeah, I'm trying to 
And that's not how it ends. In the book, we get the extended travels of Duke and Hawkeye home, hmm. which uh, we'll we'll talk more about when we see them taking off in the movie abruptly ends. But <laughs> uh, yeah, the book goes into their traveling back, you know, the two weeks on the boat back to... <laughs> San Diego or San Francisco, probably. Uh (laughs) Because that's the time when Megan, because they're doctors, they get assigned short arm inspection. So they spend the entire trip. I think Hawkeye pretends to be a priest. Doesn't he get the cross and he like swaps out his medical core emblem for the priest core? And yeah, it's a There's still shenanigans on the way home. Why would that stop in Korea? It wouldn't. (laughs) But I like that. This is what we get. And um, they filmed them at home. There is a wow. Hawkeye corollary to this. Wow. The movie was supposed to end. Spoilers for those who haven't watched Minute 116 yet. Not how it ends. The last shot was Hawkeye hugging his wife with his two kids around him in the airport. And he does like the Hawkeye whistle. Or no, he says like it finest. It's, I thought it was like, you know, oh, it's good to be home. Finest kind. Or she's like, oh, you're back. And he says that or something like that. But there are produ- publicity stills of Hawkeye with his family. Wow. Huh. And it's the re- it's the reunion scene. And so I think these were supposed to be not a jump, not a fantasy, not uh-huh. a dream, whatever we're calling these. I think these were supposed to be the end of the movie, which you're right, is extra weird for this story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and especially since, I mean, I have this minute frozen on second 55, and this is the most 60s thing that is ever 60s. What she's wearing, what the kids are wearing, what the crowd behind them is wearing. Uh-huh. I mean, it is straight out of yeah. the yeah. Kennedy administration. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it, it's not out of 69, but it's it's out of 61, 62, easy. Like, this is not Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think the type of airplane is right for Korea, although I don't. I'm not Hal Bryant. I don't know what kind of plane it actually is, but it looks later. And the fact that there's, like, civilians on the plane with him, like, yeah. that to me screams post-50s. Yeah. I also feel like they kind of blunted, I don't know, like, like in the in that previous scene when um, Hojan is like being carted away and they sort of cut that out of the movie and they sort of end on this high note. I feel like they sort of blunted some of the anti-war sentiment in this movie. Yeah, it definitely does kind of lessen, you know, there are, there are ways you could have been more Vietnam-y. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, that it's interesting because it's sort of it's sort of that Robert Altman special. Like it's just some things that happened in people's lives and they all kind of intersect and then. Yeah. We just kind of look in and then we go away and it's still there. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> everybody's still there. I love the cutback. We can go home. This whole scene. <laughs> he, I mean, he's literally stripping and throwing pieces of his uniform into the air, <laughs> leaping into his wife's arms. And then it cuts back. He goes, right now? <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's so great. Does this feel at all... Um, current with the two of you finishing the podcast like do you, are you having visions of like throwing your headphones up in the air and, <laughs> like skipping over dancing with oh my, my mic um. yeah <laughs> i think it actually is a good idea that we're doing all these final minutes together as much as i loved my whole little idea of doing vo- a voicemail episode 
I think it would have been very anticlimactic to record those last minutes and then do the minute of the, then then have to come back another day to do the mi- end of the movie. If that makes sense, yeah. I kind of like that we're doing everything in one. And it's like when you're saying goodbye to somebody, you know, like they get on the train and you wave goodbye and you have this tearful goodbye and then the train just sits there for another 10 minutes and it's super <laughs> awkward. Yes. You're like, I already got my emotion out. Now I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm still here. We see Duke's two little girls and I do like this is the uh, genetics revenge. I am convinced that men who are hound dogs have daughters. <laughs> it's a law. Like, <laughs> my dad and his best friends, they weren't, at least I don't think they were like Duke, but I've heard high school story. They've been friends since freshman year of high school. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stories. <laughs> they all had daughters. There was not a son between them. And then they all had to suffer through their daughters being in high school. And it's like, this is what happens. <laughs> now you'll be worried. <laughs> I love the idea of like Duke's girls. Like in 10 years, Duke is just going to be like drinking straight from the bottle. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Men are awful. <laughs> I feel like you're giving Duke a lot of credit that he's still going to be there in 10 years. Oh. Sorry. All right. So what happens to Duke? <laughs> yeah, what happens to Duke? Does he like, I just, go I just, down a fire death? Or like... No, I just see Duke like leaving the family in a couple of years and like for his secretary mm. kind of guy. Oh. Oh. I mean, if any of them were going to do it, it would be Duke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes into a private practice. You're right. There'd be the nurse who also does the administrative stuff because of course. Yeah. <laughs> patriarchy and oh yeah or or it could be like he has that secret family and then he gets found out <laughs> <laughs> yeah you really like this secret family idea, don't you <laughs> you're like i don't care who has the secret family as one as long as someone does <laughs> it's probably duke <laughs> let's be honest because <laughs> i don't know why i like to think hawkeye and Trapper a little bit more honorable to just like end it if it wasn't working for them instead of dragging somebody along, essentially. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any rebuttal, but <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> I feel though it's this is an interesting thing about ha- Hawkeye and, and Trapper. Like I feel like coming from a place of privilege gives you a lot more leeway to be eccentric. Like for them being eccentric is charming and fun because there's these successful doctors. But if they're not, I feel like their eccentricity would not be very accepted in life. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And we see, I mean, the whole thing is that he's a crap surgeon, but we posited that Burns would have been tolerated better if Mm -hmm. he had been a good doctor. Hmm. Like they still wouldn't, they still would have found it annoying that he was a teetoler Uh and so religious, but they would have put up with it Uh because, well, he's one of the hero god doctors. He's keeping it, he's pulling his own weight, but he wasn't pulling his own weight. Yeah, it was that, it was that combination of being obnoxious and a bad doctor that pushed them over the edge. Was he a bad doctor on the show? On the TV show? He was. Even Margaret says remember. on the television show, he's not that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, it's just Frank. <laughs> you know Frank. <laughs> I love it. Anytime Margaret had to have a surgery or something medical done and she'd ask for yeah, Hawkeye like- to do it. <laughs> but then try and hide the fact that she had done that from Frank. <laughs> so his feelings weren't hurt. 
Yeah, it, it it's much more comically bad in the TV show, obviously. I feel like that could actually be the uh, tagline for the TV show. It's MASH, but more comically <laughs> bad. <laughs> it's MASH with comedy? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> like- hey, we've got comedy. It's more, it's more laugh out it's loud subtle. than like dark and yes yes subdued and well my only note that i didn't mention for this minute and we kind of talked about it was the way the dog runs alongside with hawkeye across Mm -hmm. the camp first of all i love that we're getting a pan across camp Uh again this is like the farewell tour Uh (laughs) movie mash we're gonna pan across the camp you're gonna see lots of things happening you're gonna know that this must have been a beast to set up so that people were where they needed to be along the way yeah but i love i love that the dog that hawkeye had been playing with and put down when radar came over runs along with him and is like yes this is great and i thought of the (laughs) quote i don't know where it's originally from i mean i saw it on pinterest that doesn't help anyone of the best thing about dogs is that you can just act excited and they'll get excited too dogs are always ready to party (laughs) and so that's i love is like this dog doesn't understand what just happened. He's like, "Cool, we're going, yeah. we're going for a run." Yeah, Woo-hoo. that's awesome. <laughs> so, and then, and then we end the minute on Hawkeye like laughing as he's like, "Anytime, like, <laughs> gonna go run with the dog somewhere. This is the best day ever." <laughs> <laughs> I have actual notes on like deployments, but I'm I'm gonna save that for a future minute (laughs) when they actually like talk about going home, not have weird flash forwards that weren't originally filmed as flash forwards, but (laughs) became so. And maybe our dreams because (laughs) I realize airports were different then, but this seems not like what would happen. Mm. Um, how are you guys, Megan? I'm assuming you did not have notes about like the psychology of man's no, best friend. No, and I guess I can save it for next minute what I have. So, all right, because next minute we're gonna have I'm gonna have yeah. Some that's feelings. why. That's what That's mm. why I just want to warn everybody now. It. Okay, how about you, Pete? No, I'm good. <laughs> I guess yeah. We've been talking for a while. I will ask you about your Mash origin story at a future date. But I'm very curious that you said you haven't watched this since you were a kid, and this is not a children's movie. No, so. no. I'm hoping Which you mean kid in the like not legal to drink way. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we will make our listeners tune in next time to find out. <laughs> If they want to hear you talking about things other than MASH, where should they go? Check us out on Indiana Jones Minute, where we basically do what you guys do here, but with Indiana Jones. I'm trying to remember if we have any MASH talk. I don't, I think occasionally MASH comes up. I know Jerry has mentioned over there that MASH used to be his favorite show (laughs) and now is not (laughs) because when he mentioned that on a show i posted a link to the episode and i'm like if you want to listen to someone have a realization on the air here you go (laughs) sorry jerry (laughs) (laughs) now now he claimed that he had decided that before i know but i still felt a little bad that like (laughs) we might have flashed it forward or something (laughs) (laughs) we reminded him him of the pain Anyway, all right. Yes, obviously, I recommend the Indiana Jones Minute, mostly because I've been referencing it for 110 (laughs) minutes so far. 113. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what day it is. (laughs) Yeah, much as you guys were smart and grabbed the Indiana or grabbed IndianaJonesMinute.com, we were smart and grabbed the URL (laughs) MASHMinute.com. It just makes life so much easier. It does. It does. (laughs) 
So that's where you can find links to episodes, guests, our Tee Public store, and also over to our social media sites, and including the Facebook group where we talk about MASH. So I think that'll do. We're going to go right now. <laughs> Anytime. Uh...